Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. You may have noticed that I haven't put out an episode in a while. And uh, we're going to talk about that because it's actually related to today's episode. The topic today is, is related to the new moon in Virgo, which is today. Now, Virgo is a time for organization and scheduling and getting things in order. And for the past several weeks, life has been a little bit like a treadmill that's running faster than I can keep up with. And some things had to go by the wayside and some things had to get focused on. And this podcast was one of those things that got shuffled to the side. Now, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode is making time for things, uh, getting things in order, figuring out how to make it all work. There are only 24 hours in a day, and much of that is spent sleeping. Well, it should be spent sleeping, but a lot of times we give up sleep to get more done. And I know I've talked before about giving things up that aren't working for you. This episode is going to be related to that, but it's going to be a little bit more about finding the time. And this this is something that is particularly challenging for me because I don't like scheduling things. I just don't. As soon as it can be the most amazing, exciting thing in the whole wide world that I wanted to do my whole life, once I put it on a calendar, I just, I lose all interest. I, I struggle with that immensely. And that's why we're going to be talking about this, this episode. Now, depending on how you like to operate, you know, people tend to fall into one of two categories to different degrees. Either you like to be really spontaneous and just make it up as you go along, or you like to schedule everything and have a plan. I fall much more into the first category of spontaneous. I've met people that schedule every minute of every day. And neither one is, once you get to either extreme, it's really not very friendly to you. If you don't schedule anything ever, it's hard to get much done, honestly. And if you schedule everything to the point where you're so full that you don't have any wiggle room then you can't handle anything that pops up that has to be taken care of. So it's all about finding that, that middle ground, somewhere in the middle where you schedule things and you also leave time for spontaneity. And this is one of those times where, you know, it's a common problem to feel like you don't have enough time in the day to get to the things you want to do. And this, this is where that uh, scheduling also helps. And this is something that I'm really, really working on right now because I have a tendency to look at the list of to-do things and basically the chores and what happens first is the chores. And at the end of the day, I'm hoping I have enough time and energy to get to the things that not only I want to do, but that I really need to do for myself to be healthy, happy, and stable. So by coming up with a schedule, you can really help get those things in that are actually more important than the things you tend to do more often. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you can do that because this is how I do it. It's not the only way, but it's sometimes it's nice to have a framework to work off of. You don't have to do it this way, but it can get the gears turning and give you an idea of how maybe you would like to do this. So I like to get up first thing in the morning and take a little bit of quiet time to myself I like to maybe meditate, do some breath holding, maybe a little stretching session, something like that to kind of ease into the day. 
I also, because it, it's handy having dogs for this, but I like to get outside, get a little bit of sunlight first thing in the morning. For me, I have to let the dogs out in the morning so we can go out for five or 10 minutes and the dogs can have some outside time and I can get a little first thing in the morning sunshine. It's really good to get some sunshine first in the morning because it really kicks over your hormones and gets things started to get you going first thing in the day. One of the worst things you can do first thing in the morning, and I'm kind of guilty of this uh, more often than I would like to be, is sit down and watch a little bit of television. If you have the time in the morning, you're eating breakfast, you pop the TV on. If you just want to relax before you get rolling, pop the TV on or you know, have a cup of coffee and watch a little TV. It doesn't really set a good start to the day to get up and have the first thing you do be to kind of zone out. It's much better to get yourself focused, kind of set some intentions for the day and get things rolling right off. And this way you can look at what has to happen during the day, what you want to happen during the day, and kind of come up with a mental plan of how you would like to do things. It's really, really handy to kind of go through ahead of time. And I'm not saying you need to do this every day. You need to have an idea before you start doing this process first thing in the morning of what needs to get done, what you want to get done, what you like to get done. That way you can kind of create your idea of how the day needs to go for you. So before you even start this process of scheduling your day, set aside 30 to 60 minutes sometime here in the next in the near future the next couple days and just come up with a list and you can come up with a few lists you can come up with a need to do and a want to do list and then you can have a absolutely have to do list the absolutely have to do list really needs to be things that absolutely have to be done if your car payment is due tomorrow then it absolutely has to be done before the end of tomorrow, or you're going to run into other problems. And this is where scheduling kind of helps you avoid making smaller issues, bigger issues, because it may not be such a big deal if you're a couple days late on the car payment. But if you're a couple days late on the utility bill, you might find yourself without electricity or gas or water. So certain things need to be done at a certain time. If you don't put seeds in the ground, during spring, then you're not going to have any produce in summer and fall. Certain things do have a timetable that you have to pay attention to, and those things go on the absolutely have-to-do list. Now, the need-to-do list, these, are, these tend to fall into sort of like the daily chores. Food has to be made. Dishes have, have to be washed. The, the lawn's going to have to be mowed. Things like that can go on the need-to-do list. And then the want-to-do list. The want-to-do list doesn't necessarily have to be fun things. Um, you know, it may not be camping or going for a hike or barbecue with friends. It may be things related to a side project that you're working on that has taken a backseat to other things that you really want or need to get done. You know, if you like woodworking and you have build a table on your want to do list, it's not necessarily taking it easy, but it's something that you want to do that you may feel like you don't have the time to do. And a good way to start to work in those want-to-do lists is you can do them early in the morning, first thing in the morning, when you first get up, set aside a little time for yourself to work on these want-to-do lists. It's, it's kind of satisfying to get up and have one of the first things you, you do in the day 
be something that you feel really rewarded doing. So set a little time first thing in the morning to work on, it can even be a little tiny want to do thing and do that early. Set yourself off into the day with something that you want to do rather than something you feel like you have to do. You can also use things on the want list as rewards for the need to do or have to do list. So say you want to go for a hike, but you feel like you don't have the time. Other things are way more important. And you've been putting off, say, cleaning the whole kitchen. It's going to take you an hour and a half to do because it's just been going on forever. So make an agreement with yourself that if you do the kitchen, if you clean the whole kitchen, you're going to reward yourself with a hike. So that's another way you can work the want to do list in. Now, once you have these, these three lists, you can kind of prioritize things. And obviously this doesn't have, have to be an exhaustive list and you don't have to spend tons of time really thinking and ranking this stuff, but it's good to get all of that stuff out of your head onto, it can be a piece of paper, it can be a tablet, it can be a spreadsheet, however you like to do it, it doesn't matter. As long as it's a place that you can easily access and that you can look at regularly get it out of your head onto this, we'll call it just tracking device, and spend a little time getting to know it. And then in the morning, when you first get up, you can refer to this list and kind of rank things that have to happen that day. And you can get a mental image of how your day is going to go, the things you want to get done. And the reason this can be really satisfying is once you have that list and you start putting things on that list and scheduling them for the day, often you'll find out that you get through your list very, very quickly, often much quicker than you assumed. And if, if you have scheduled those things for the day, then you know that you've knocked everything out that you wanted to get done for the day. Now, I would caution you against initially adding more stuff and being like, all right, since I got all that done, I'm going to get more done because you want to reward yourself for finishing the things you've done. If your reward for finishing your to-do list is adding things to your to-do list, you're going to be less inclined to knock out your to-do list. It's okay the next day or a few days later to be a little bit more ambitious and put more on the list if you want to, but don't reward yourself for finishing your to-do list with more work. Jump on that want list and do something you want to do instead. It can be as simple as getting, your, getting a cup of coffee, but make sure you reward yourself for getting things done that you need to get done. This is going to train your brain to, it sounds, it sounds very funny, but this is basically positive reinforcement training, okay? It's very common when you work with dogs, and I work with horses too, so also with horses, and what you're doing is you're wiring your nervous system that when you do these things that you don't necessarily want to do, you get a treat when you're done. And I'm not saying that if you clean the kitchen, you should go buy, you know, a thousand dollar camera. That is not sustainable in the long run. But you definitely, definitely need to reward yourself to make this a habit and to feel like you get something out of it. There's nothing more frustrating than spending four or five hours doing chores only to do more chores. So make sure you're rewarding yourself for the things that you get done. The other way that you can, um, the other part of this that's really important is 
schedule blocks of time to get things done and schedule blocks of time to not get things done. I am incredibly guilty of this. I have a tendency to be a workaholic. And even if I am not working, I feel like I should be working. There are things I can get done. There's things that needs to get done. There's things I want to get done. But it's really important to have that downtime and teach yourself that it's okay to have downtime. It's a it's culturally a massive problem, you know. It's a big reason why we have so much sleep deprivation, so much burnout, so much depression. Everybody's just running on a hamster wheel and even when they have allowed themselves time that isn't work time, we often feel like we should be working. We don't give ourselves permission to relax, disconnect and unwind. And it's absolutely essential. I've talked about it before. The average hunter-gatherer spent about 15 hours a week meeting their basic needs. The rest was time like hanging out, maybe working on projects. That's where all your art comes from, from um, original people, is during that downtime. If they didn't have downtime, there wouldn't be art. Because if you're spending all your time trying to get food and water and build shelter and just stay alive, you're not going to be doing cave paintings. You're not going to be making pretty, pretty clothes. Those things aren't going to happen if you're in survival mode. So the fact that those things exist is proof that people had enough downtime to do these things. So we aren't wired to go, 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 go. We need quite a bit of downtime to be healthy. And if you don't give yourself permission to take that downtime and actually have it be downtime, then you're just going to be running at 100% all the time. And it's impossible to do that. Everyone breaks eventually when you do that. So give yourself permission to take downtime. And again, you can work this in however you need to, but it's really important to, I mean, I recommend every single day have 30 to 60 minutes that is your time. I understand that feels like a massive challenge in a lot of situations. I mean, in my early 20s, I worked four jobs. I, <laughs> I would watch movies in 15-minute increments during lunch before I ran to another job. So I understand how challenging it can be to have time for yourself, but it's absolutely essential that you make it if you're going to be healthy in the long term. So if whatever kind of scheduling app could be a simple calendar, it could be you know an advanced scheduling app that you use that coordinates everything. Make sure in however you keep track of that, you put in time that is time for you. And I really recommend it not be TV time, not um, cell phone time, not Instagram, not YouTube, not, you know, not any of that stuff. You can call a friend on the phone. You can read a book. You can lay in a hammock. You can take a nap. You can do some arts and crafts, whatever helps you unwind that isn't plugging into some sort of, um, dopamine feeding kind of fix. It's really, really important to get breaks from those things, especially because so much of us spend so much time on our devices just for work. Um, I know me personally, I, I'm just not cut out for that stuff. If I spend a lot of time staring at a screen, I lose my marbles. I go insane. I prefer to do, uh, outside hands-on work. I don't like working on devices because I've discovered for me that it just, it does bad things to me. Other people are more tolerant of it. I understand. But even if you are tolerant, you really, really, really need to unplug from these devices Get some outside time. Get some time where you are not spinning up your brain. 
like I was talking about before and on getting rest and unplugging, we're so stimulated all the time that we don't know how to be unstimulated. The average person, if they sit down in like a waiting room, a lot of people haven't even sat down before they're pulling out their phone or tablet to start scrolling through something. We're almost incapable of sitting still and doing nothing anymore. And it, we basically have to practice and relearn how to do that. So meditation, just laying down, um, taking it easy, unplugging from the devices is really important. A great way to do that if you're still kind of craving stimulation is spend time with friends. Um, you can walk the dog. You can go out, get a cup of coffee, meet some people. But do something that helps you unwind that isn't connected to a device. And a big part of this whole process is you're going through and kind of scheduling your day. You're going to start to figure out that there are things on that have-to-do list that aren't really have-to-do. They maybe need-to-do, or they may not need or have to be done. They don't have to be done at all. And as you're kind of constructing your days and going through, you're going to find that there are a lot of things that you have been doing because you think you have to, but you really don't. And those are great things to just get rid of. Don't do them anymore. Um, you're also going to find that there may be things on this list that you're doing because you've decided you have to do them. And maybe somebody else can do them for you. Maybe there's somebody in the household who can help out, or maybe you can outsource it to a service. Um, if these are things that really have to be done and they're really, really dragging you down, it's probably better to find a way to have someone else do them or not do them at all. We have a, a tendency to think the more we can do, the better. Always doing more, always doing more, always doing more. But really the goal, this is obviously my personal opinion, but the goal should be to do as few of the things that you don't want to do and as many of the things as you want to do as humanly possible. And there's no way to do that without relinquishing, how's that? Relinquishing control, getting some help, outsourcing things, and letting things go. If we're constantly trying to do more, again, there's only 24 hours in a day. So you are a finite being. There's only so many things you can do. That's just the way it is. So instead of trying to constantly do more, try and back off. See how little you can do and get away with and still have a comfortable, uh, organized, satisfying life. It's all about making time and energy for the things you want to do. And by scheduling things, scheduling your day, having clear intentions of what you want to get done in that day, you're going to free up more time than you ever thought was possible. When you, I, it's not uncommon for me to have 20 things on my to-do list, you know, and I've done the whole process of calmly entering the day, setting time for myself, focusing and um, really, really being intentional with what I put on my to-do list. And after that process, it's not uncommon for me to knock all those things out by like the first couple hours of the morning and then going, whoa, what am I going to do with the rest of the day? And that frees you up to do more of the things you want. It also frees you up to get more done if you really need to get more done. This intentional process of creating structure for your day will help you get so much more done with less stress 
and being more positive and allowing you to reward yourself bigger and bigger as you get better at doing this, that it gets to be kind of an addictive process. And that's what you want it to be. You want it to be fun to knock out your list and reward yourself when you're done. That's the goal. Condition your nervous system to look forward to doing the work because you know that there is a benefit to you. Far too often, the work is just the work. There's no reward at the end. We begrudgingly do it because we have to, and it just, we dread doing it. We're miserable while we're doing it. And then all we can think about is, God, we have to do that again tomorrow. And that's the grind. And this is one way that you can help rewire your brain to not see it as a grind. You can see it as a game you're playing with a reward at the finish line. That's one of the reasons uh, that I was kind of taking a break from the podcast. The podcast, on top of everything else I was trying to juggle, was starting to feel like an obligation. And I started this podcast for fun. Like, this, this isn't a business thing. This isn't, you know, I'm not trying to turn this into a multi-million dollar empire. This is something that I just wanted to do. So that's one of the reasons why it was one of the first things to fall off. It's really unfortunate with something that you enjoy doing starts to feel like a chore. And the reason that it started to feel like a chore is because a whole bunch of things piled on all at once. I got overwhelmed. I didn't take the time to sort through it because as many of you will uh, sympathize with, sorting through it felt like it was taking time away from getting it done. And instead of sorting through it and organizing it and coming up with a plan, just trying to jump in and, and do it, everything took a lot more time. I was, you know, when I had to go places, I was making multiple trips when I could have just done it in one trip. And everything took a lot more time because there was no structure or planning, which honestly is the way I tend to prefer to do it. And it bites me in the butt a lot. So taking some time off, stepping back, getting a hold of things like I should have done in the first place has allowed me to kind of recruit, recoup, make more time, get some breathing room, handle some things that absolutely had to be handled that were really weighing heavy on me and come back to this and let it be a fun, enjoyable process. This is, you know, this is my opinion from my experience, from my observations on a really, really handy way to make the things that are just part of life more fun to do than to just have them be a grind and a miserable experience. So I hope you all enjoy this Virgo new moon season. Get organized, get some structure, experiment, find ways that work for you to help you turn the grind into a game and just enjoy life more, have more time, not dread doing the things you have to do. Thank you for listening. I am back in the saddle for the podcast, and I will see you all again at the full moon in a couple weeks. Wishing you all the best, and until next time, go feral. <laughs>